Back up. You're telling me this movie is directed by Rob Zombie, but with taste? But with taste. Does that make you lose all interest in it? I can't tell. Because it actually made me like it more, but I would understand if someone was like, well, now I don't care. I mean, maybe. I feel like American Horror Story is like a Nine Inch Nails video, but like, like looks like ass. But at least it has Jessica Lange in it. It has Carrie Bratton too, right? Yeah. She's in that show? Who's Carrie Bratton? The mom on uh, Friday Night Lights. Oh, Connie Britton. And welcome to the Zero Stars Podcast, a podcast about video games and aging. My name is Bob. And my name is Matt. And I am 30 now. Yeah, we're actually old Bob and old Matt. Yes, exactly. These are our old forms. We evolved into them after we were exposed to the Moonstone. What if Pokemon continue to evolve? <laughs> By the end old? of your journey, they just had aged significantly. Just the idea of like a Nidoran that has dementia. <laughs> <laughs> oh man metapod is confused <laughs> metapod can't remember his son's name <laughs> oh god uh yeah a shiny metapod that just is like we had to put metapod in a home <laughs> took him to the poker center and they i visit him once a week i don't know i go by and it's just not the same they give him watercolors though <laughs> Um, anyway, I got older this weekend and yeah, it, sounds I was like you're feeling, falling apart. So I was feeling great about aging. Like I actually am, I feel like my life's in a good spot. I love being 30. I love where I'm at. And then I went to sleep the night of my birthday and woke up the next day and like, I have crippling back pain. <laughs> the entire left side of my mouth is like pain and numbness based on the fact that I recently like moved my jaw slightly and it cracked. Yeah, you can't move your jaw that intensely anymore. <laughs> Apparently, that's a young man's game. You notice, you notice that your fiance had installed like a guardrail in the shower. <laughs> I honestly always think like I should have a handle in the shower. Oh, yeah. And maybe a seat too. I actually think I'm going to die from falling in the shower. I almost slipped in the shower the other day and I, I had the thought that I have every single time. I was like, wow, it's really easy to die in here. <laughs> I think that all the time. What's amazing about the shower is that it's equally likely that you die by your own hand or that you can't tell what's going on in the house because you're in the shower and it's loud and everything and someone comes in and stabs, and stabs you. you. Yeah. So just a quick thought for the listener. If you're listening to this in the shower, someone might come in and stab you. <laughs> so I uh, was the news editor this week, um, and uh, I'm going to read some headlines. Are we doing the news hour? We should do the news Let's hour. Let's do the dude. news hour. It's been uh, a little while since we recorded. It has, and I, I only collected news from the previous week. Okay. So uh, these are some hot smoking burners. Are you going to tell us week. where you are taking these headlines from? I am. Uh, I am not going to necessarily name the days because I do not have that information. That's fair. Okay. So uh, we're going to start with PlayStation VR hardware revised. This is from Polygon. Uh, the new PlayStation VR hardware has some small but welcome changes. 
Matt, how do you feel about this? I somehow missed this headline. Are you betrayed? I well, how, why would I feel betrayed? Because it came out a year ago, and the changes are incompatible with the pre-existing headset. Holy shit! Wait, wait, wait. you mean that people who have PlayStation VR need to buy a totally new headset? Uh, if they want the improved video capabilities of the new one, uh, because it passes through HDR, which is yeah, like. A, like new tvs support hdr um they would have to get an entirely new headset yeah. are they so are they just updating the headsets automatically so any headset that you buy now could or could not like if i go to target do i know that the, that i get the hdr that is headset? a great question and the answer is if you are aware that this happened yes because the box will be different okay the box is different but it is one of those strange things where it is not marked as like PSVR 2 or something like that. So if you're a mother who goes to the store and to buy me a headset. And like your daughter's like I want this thing for the PlayStation and you show up and you have no co- like you have no idea what video games are it's totally feasible that you would go home with the wrong thing. Like Knack 2. You go home with a copy you of go Knack 2. <laughs> yeah. And they say, this is not PSVR <laughs> at all. <laughs> and uh, that's a totally separate issue. But they do have the new and, I understand, slightly improved version of Knack. Hey. Mark Cerny's happy. <laughs> and Mark Cerny rolls into his Marble Madness-styled home <laughs> and smiles. Uh, that's what millions of dollars get you. Okay, so, yeah, yeah, I don't have do PlayStation you, VR, so I this does not affect Do you want it, me. though? And I guess, I guess beyond that, do you feel like this new era that we're entering where uh, it seems like console hardware is sort of going onto a cycle, like phones, like computers, where yeah. it's sort of consistently being updated. I have a MacBook Air. You have a MacBook Air. The internals might be slightly different. But we both have what is called a quote unquote MacBook, MacBook Air. Air. Yeah, I mean the. I, I so it, are you asking if I'm still interested in PlayStation VR or VR in general? I guess I'm kind of asking both about whether or not you think that's a good direction for hardware to go, and then whether or not this increases or decreases your interest in PSVR specifically. Um, I'm fine with the direction that hardware going that way. I think that's sort of an inevitable. We see the improvements of look part of this is based on the fact that i'm now an adult and i have like a something of a disposable income where every two years dropping like 300 to four thousand dollars yeah um i mean part of me just wants to make a pc because i'm curious about that part of me doesn't particularly like pcs uh so but it doesn't it seems silly to invest in playstation vr because of the limited uh video game ecosystem yeah, that you engage with. That's the real issue. With yeah, it. so I think that like like VR seems like a really fun thing to play around with. Um, I think that like it seems as though things are sort of dying down there. Like we had a a big kick in the in the VR pants, and then I I feel like less I, movement. It's there's a lot of potential around. Uh, Apple now has augmented reality capabilities in every phone if you have well, a AR six, is very different yeah. than VR well and I, feel I think like AR is probably the future AR is the actual future yeah. and you will have headsets I think and stuff that allow you to use them as virtual reality headsets but really they're going to be augmented reality headsets yeah and and I think that we are going to exist in a world in which things are being projected into your view all the time it's yeah. just a question of when we get there so uh, well according to Blade Runner 2049 in 2049 at least okay (laughs) well i look forward to that well we'll talk more about that later probably i'm excited uh okay the snes mini you're familiar with it 
Oh, everyone's favorite tiny Super Nintendo. Yes, neither of us uh, have one of these, but yeah, neither of us have an intimate relationship. We just admire. Yes, at a from afar. Uh, So this game, this game machine comes with a copy of Star Fox Two. Yeah, the uh, never before released sequel to Star Fox on the Super Nintendo, and uh, it's already been hacked in a way that number one, you can play any game you want on your Super Nintendo Mini now. Delightful, and no one has any qualms about hacking it because this thing is not connected to the internet. So right. it's not Ninten- like you're Nintendo not like you're going to run into any kind of weird updates that are going to yes. fuck with it. There's no chance of Nintendo coming in and shutting yeah. this down. Something Nintendo might shut down, though, is the fact that now a bunch of people are selling bootleg Star Fox nice. 2 carts oh, on nice. eBay. So they've stripped the ROM out of this thing. Then they cannibalize a Yoshi's Island cart for the Super FX chip. Yeah. And then they flash that thing so that they can give you a cartridge with art on the sticker that plays Star Fox 2. That's pretty cool. How does that make you feel? Um. All right. Would you buy it, knowing that it is no? I don't not have a Super legal. Nintendo. Okay, if you had a Super Nintendo, I give you a Super Nintendo. Yeah. How much does it cost? Like seventy bucks. I don't know. No. Yeah. No. I understand that game is actually but I, quite I, good. I, yeah, I, it sounds good. I know people who like it. I'm just not a big Star Fox fan. I want that. I sounded like I said Star Fox just then. Uh, so that's, that's actually that's a very different game. Well, it's not a game. It's uh, actually a visual novel. <laughs> That I've been working on. And it's, I didn't want it to be revealed this way, but I'm glad that we uh, have the chance to talk is about this it. The first official Zero Stars game from yeah, Zero Stars Zero Productions. Zero Stars Productions, Star Fox. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so Star Wolf, he's, he's a pretty sexy man. Uh, man Wolf. <laughs> Always wanted to see and, Slippy uh, naked. Yeah. Wrap the, wrap those flippers <laughs> around this joystick and let's go to town. I do have one final comment before we move on. Please. Um, when the day that the uh, Super NES Classic came out, I was in upstate Vermont. And I really wanted to see if maybe by virtue of being in a rural place, I could get a copy. And I called around to at least four different stores. Um, and every single person I asked about this either laughed at me because there was no fucking way that they had any copies whatsoever <laughs> or laughed at me because they couldn't understand what I was asking for. Oh, that's great. Yeah, the lady at Radio Shack was very confused. I mean, and kept, the lady like, at Radio Shack's <laughs> trying to sell you like a TRS-80 Tandy compatible. Like, come on, man. Will Radio it, Shack? Will it run Link's Awakening? No. Okay. It's not. It's technically not a Radio Shack anymore. Have you seen this? Now that Radio Shack is closed down, you have all these stores that are just like called like Marv's like hardware Formerly Radio, Sh- Radio Shack. Really? Yeah. So they keep the Radio Shack sign. So it's almost like this IGA thing, but with a defunct company. Whoa, that's or it's, great. You know what it's like? It's like when law firms, like people, like when lawyers die, but the law firms keep the founders' names in there. And so the list of names of the people at the law firm are like eventually all dead. Yeah. Or like when you have a subsidiary, so it's like, I don't know, Star Wars, a Disney company. <laughs> All right, let's oh, go. Oh, dark. Uh, um, let, <laughs> I had more stories, but I don't know. Uh, Hulu is getting four shows about esports. They all sound terrible, and I love it. Ooh, are these are these reality shows about? Okay, let e-sports? me hit you. Let me hit you with these with these these hot little numbers. Are you just gonna give me the title, and I imagine I'm gonna, what I'm it's gonna, gonna give gonna you be. the title? I want you to tell me what you think it is. Player versus player. 
Um, this is going to be a reality show, so this is real people actually playing against each other in this real is, life competition. You, are, you could not be more wrong. Okay. This is a gamified debate show featuring both shoutcasters and influencers arguing with each other for points. Okay. Alternatively, that could have been about two people named Player from the same family, like a father and son. Oh, that would be a much better game. On. Yeah, two lawyers. Two lawyers, Player versus but Player. But neither of them is actually named Player because those guys are dead. Yes. Uh, all right, here's another one. Boot camp. Um, this is going to have to do with booting up old systems and seeing if you can get them to work. That would be a way better show. This is actually a weekly series following the Immortals, an esports team on their way to a high-profile Counter-Strike global offensive tournament in I Oakland, California. I can't wait to watch a bunch of Counter-Strike on a big screen. Just like, just getting motion sick as oh you watch God. it on your People like 55 inch television. Uh, all right, here we go. Defining moments. <laughs> um, I, the, it's going to take us through the adolescence of various video game characters. No. First episode is Cloud Strife. No, this is actually about the selection process for the word of the year from Merriam-Webster. What does this have to do with... No, it's not that at all. It's actually a kind of news magazine, according to the ESL. That's the Electronic Sports League. Uh, It will cover impactful moments in esports history, including trick shots, insane reflex skills, controversial moves, and their impact on gaming history. I want to die. (laughs) Wait, is that four? If we hit four yet, is there another one? I hope the controversial move is just like a guy punching someone in the face in real life. In real life. (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing in the rules that says you can't. They're seated seated next to each other at a LAN game table. (laughs) One guy just reaches over and hits the other guy. (laughs) Oh, controversial. No, that's not at all. Uh, Okay, here we go. Is this the last one? ESL replay. What do you think that is? What is with all of this like English as a second language co-opting, <laughs> like acronym co-opting? Oh, I would watch yeah. ESL replay if it were about anything other than electronic it was, sports. It, it was just people trying to learn a different language, <laughs> but they're also like video editors. I don't know what. <laughs> I did. I don't know. I, uh, it would be better than this. This though. is a documentary style roundup of four major ESL tournaments created within one week of the live event. And these are all TV shows. These are all on a Hulu, so yeah, they're kind of like TV. Okay. Uh, do you do you think that you will ever watch a TV show about esports? Um, probably not esports. I'd be much more likely to watch an actual esport live. Okay. Do you feel like what what is the genre that you feel like is finally going to draw you in? Because all the kids love this to esports. Yeah. What is the genre of esport? What is the genre of game? Um, I would totally watch Player Unknown's Battleground. Okay. Uh, I believe that they will feature that on some of these shows. If I can bet on it. That might be illegal. It's it's currently definitely illegal, but there are ways that people are working around that. Yeah, I've never fully understood the laws around gambling. I know you're allowed to bet on Golden Tea, or it's like you're allowed to play Golden Tea for money. Like mm. There was an actual court case that decided that Golden Tea was skill-based enough for this. What is what is the Golden Tea some sort of a, a beverage? Uh well, yes. Uh, it sounds healthy. It actually, that's super weird because it actually is. I think it's golden milk is this weird like turmeric drink that my girlfriend has gotten me into. I just had some the other yeah. day. Golden milk. Yeah, I, I drink had it all it. the time now. They had free samples. I can't tell if it makes me better. 
Uh, I mean, considering the pain you're currently in, it doesn't seem to be doing much for <laughs> yeah, you. It's destroyed it's, my jaw. It's, it's, no, me... it's no match for aging. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out 30 years on this earth overwhelmed the golden milk. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I I want to like esports because I enjoy trick shots and controversial moves. But Is that like NHL 96 trick shots? or? Oh, dude, that'd be awesome. Oh, we're talking about like no scope. Oh, yeah. We're talking okay, about no scope fatality, kills. not wearing a shirt. <laughs> like rounds. Now, that's, now that's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> that's a health code violation. <laughs> but he always plays like that. He just shows up to every Quake tournament, strips off his shirt, <laughs> grabs that weighted mouse, <laughs> just whips that rocket launcher around, and people are like, "That is a trick shot." I don't. I don't know. Anyways, uh, that's the news for the past week. That's literally everything yeah. that happened. How many um, Starfox 2 reviews were there that involved a play on Get Slippy in some way? I don't know. <laughs> I assume there has to have been one that was like, it again sounded like you said Starfox, I want to point out. Yeah. Uh, I assume there was one that was like, Slippy when wet or something. I, I don't know. Like I a, love those Eurogamer like oh, subtitles. Eurogamer, they they're so good. Eurogamer's uh, subtitle game is really the main reason to go to the site other than Digital Foundry. Check it out. Yeah. I like the reviews too. I think they're a great website. Yeah, it's terrible design, but it does it's really bad design. It it's does very... foreground the yeah. hilarious wordplay that they put on every single of their reviews. Well, so, Matt, that's the news. Is that that's all that happened in the news? That's literally everything that happened in the news inside and outside of video games. <laughs> you know what it's time for? What's it time for? Matt, how's your souls? Hello, Dark Souls, my old friend. Um, I actually have not played Dark Souls in two weeks. Mm. I have reached a point in Dark Souls where I think I am at the end of the game. I don't know for a fact. I could actually have hours left. But I paused and I played, I played a lot of games. Yeah. Since we last, since we last, since last we two met. I played a few games. One of them was Dark Souls? One of them was Dark Souls. Well, since I, I didn't have any kind of a Dark Souls experience whatsoever, I tell want, me about your souls. So here's what happened. When last we talked, I told you where I was in Dark Souls and you said, I'm way ahead of you. Yeah. I'm way ahead of you. And you I said, beat it, didn't you? You I beat Dark Souls. <laughs> So, but here's what actually happened. I sat down, I played it for about an hour. Yeah. And I got to this point where I was like, this sure as hell seems like the end of the game. But Matt said he was so far ahead of me that it is impossible that this is the end of the game. And then I just kind of wandered into this fight and I was like, this guy seems kind of hard, but I'm sure there's more souls in to come. And then I beat him. And then I played my second playthrough of Dark Souls for like three hours or something. Oh, really? Did yeah. you do New Game Plus? Yeah, it like it offers you the chance, and I just rolled straight into it. Oh, nice. So wait, you beat the um the guy, the prince, who's like rides somebody's back. There's yes, like there's like the prince bros. Yeah, the prince bros, but they like ride each other. Yeah. Like they're dogs. Or, yeah, they're I don't, don't know. know. I can't really remember. It's the gold experience. So there's Emancipation. That. All the 90s records really are kind of <laughs> prince riding on the back of himself. So there's that. Then what did you do after that? Uh, did you... So after that... You I can, explored that secret area where you get to the dark version of the Firelink Shrine. You go to the dark version of Firelink Shrine. Yeah. And then you get... Did you get the... You get a... Um, What's the a homeward bone? Yeah, you get the equivalent of a homeward bone, 
but okay. it's it it's infinite. Oh, okay. So you can always jump. Oh, cool. Because I uh, have so few homeward bones. It's actually it's kind left. of a neat thing. I, I then you also get the eyes of a firekeeper. Mm-hmm. Did you talk with firekeeper lady? Yeah, I gave them to her, and then she was like, "Kill me." And so I s- she, said, no. I did not kill her, but she did say like, if you want i can see but that will ruin everything Mm -hmm. like the entire world will be engulfed in flame and i was like hell yes uh and then nothing happened and then i beat the game and nothing happened wait wait, but how did you beat the game after that how'd you find the last boss uh you there's spoilers by the way yeah (laughs) (laughs) There's, there's heads up guys <laughs> there's something that occurs i forget exactly how it works but like you come to that spot oh uh you have all the ash from all of the bosses yeah you deposit that oh, in all yeah, the, you thrones. Put it on the thrones okay i did that which i did not know that you had to do no i just like, did I it like, by accident yeah, I did and then, and then you like trigger the central fire Okay, and then that lets lets it, you. It takes you to a different place. You can still warp back. Okay, I haven't done that then. The vista that you see once you do that is incredible. Oh, that's what you were texting me about. I was texting you about it, assuming because you were so far ahead of me that you had seen it. Because I, I did... was, I was several hours ahead of you at that. No, point. you weren't. You, you must have just run through the those archives like ain't nobody's business. I was already through the archives at that point. Oh, I didn't know that. We must have had a miss. Miss, oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I was I was honestly probably about forty five minutes behind you, and oh, so okay. that, that's where I didn't realize that you'd been through the archives or whatever they were. Yeah, yet. yeah. Okay, that explains everything. So anyway, um, I like it a lot. Is it better than the original Dark Souls? I still haven't fought the last boss, so that's going to. I have everything. never completed the original Dark Souls because the back half of that game is kind of totally unfinished. I'd say the back quarter. Of yeah, that game. the the part that you get to where it's like these enemies do not seem complete, and it's just mm. difficult and sort of not fun. So this game, I think, is a better game in that it is a game that I was playing. I didn't think it was going to end, and it did, which I actually think is in a point in its favor because yeah. it was. While it might not have been the smoothest ramp up to like climactic final battle uh i left it going i could play more dark souls and i immediately rolled into new game plus and i played it for actually probably like an hour and a half two hours how does it feel playing on new game plus you crush things i can't tell if i'm tremendously over leveled i'm like 98 it might yeah so i'm probably more leveled than they expect you to be at that point because i like the final boss was not easy but was not so mind-bendingly difficult that I had trouble. How many times did you die in the final boss? If you had Fair to number, probably like ten. Okay, so it took you a little while. Yeah, it there it it's very uh, dependent. He has multiple move sets which seem to randomly cycle, <laughs> and there is one of them where it is very easy to fight him. Okay, and so if he consistently uses that move set, you'll beat him. Excellent. Um, we'll probably have one last How's Your Dark Souls, um, just so I can wrap up my experience playing the game. Yes. Uh, mercifully short, hopefully it'll be, but I have one question for you. Um, as you're playing New Game Plus, are you going to summon help to fight bosses? Because I know neither of us were doing that on this run. I did that with the princes. You son of a bitch. Uh, I did that because I only went in there like once Mm -hmm. without it. And I got to the second stage of it, and I was like, oh, yeah. all right. And then I just kind of came out, and I was like, I haven't done that. 
and there was it was just on the ground, you know. Yeah. And, and I so did you it. didn't have a pure playthrough, is what you're telling me. Yeah, I'm a dirty cheater. Okay. Um, this well, is this is going to be a controversial move <laughs> when we start our esports show <laughs> called Dirty Cheater. Dirty cheating. <laughs> Uh, you know what I think it's time for? What is it time for? I think we're going to take a break. We're going to take a break? We're going to come back, and we're going to talk about some video games. Hey, old man. Hey, what's up? Have you heard of the internet? No. Okay, so it's a series of tubes that connect people all over the world. Like the tubes in Mario Brothers? Exactly like the tubes in Mario Brothers. And when he goes down one of those pipes, he ends up at zerostars.co. It's a website on the internet. What's it about? Video games and just that. That sounds all right. What kind of video games are we talking about? God Hand, Super Monkey Ball, the other ones. I don't know. There are other ones? You you can't even remember any of the games I've written about. (laughs) You wrote about Uncharted. You mentioned a game that you wrote about and a game that you have not yet written about. Something to look forward to for the fans. That's true, actually. So if you want to read about the games that Bob wrote about and nothing else, come to ZeroStars.co. It's a website. All right, we're back. Hey, Matt, what have you been playing? Um, I went on a little trip. So to I brought- Vermont, where everybody denied you a Super Nintendo. Yeah, I understand really cruelly in some yeah, cases. Yeah, what jerks! I know. Um, I brought my uh, my Switch with me, my Switchy Swatch, which everyone was really confused by. My family and the dogs were just like, "Well, what's that thing?" Really? Yeah, I'm surprised. It wasn't clear that it was a video game console. What did they, they thought it was like a tablet? I think that they thought it was a tablet and then they thought it was a Game Boy and I had trouble explaining that it was sort of a mix between the two. Yeah. And then my mom asked me if I remembered when I bought my first Game Boy and I said, you mean in 1990 when I was four and you, <laughs> you guys got me a Game Boy for Christmas? Did you, did you, I understand your dad had a pretty crippling Tetris addiction. He, did you get the new Tetris for one him? Of my, one of my earliest memories, my earliest video game memories is uh, waking up in the middle of the night and going downstairs to get some water and seeing that there was a light on, like a faint glow coming from the living room and going in and watching. My dad's sitting on the couch playing Tetris on my Game Boy, <laughs> like two in the morning. I totally understand that. As yeah. somebody who's played the most recent Tetris game on the Switch in exactly that manner, I am right it's, there with him. Yeah, it's I I get that too. Did you get it for him? No. Why would I get him Tetris? I mean, it seems like he loves it. I don't think he. I think he would deny that now. He would mm. probably deny this story. You should probably get him an original Game Boy with Tetris with for Tetris Christmas. <laughs> to see what if he knows what to do with it. He immediately knows how to turn it. <laughs> like takes the cartridge out like 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 he's popping a clip out of a gun. Blow on it. Pop it back Cleans in. It. <laughs> Disassembles the Game Boy. Puts it back together. <laughs> installs an aftermarket backlight. <laughs> um so yeah, I had my Switch and I downloaded a game called uh because I was waiting for Stardew Valley to come out. It wasn't out yet. I downloaded a game called Thimbleweed Park. Are you familiar with Thimbleweed Park? I'm not familiar with Thimbleweed Park. I know nothing about this game. Um, Thimbleweed Park was made by uh, Ron Gilbert and some other folks who were part of the first wave of LucasArts adventure, point-and-click adventure game. Is this the Kickstarter game? 
It was a Kickstarter game. It is. Yes. It is the. It is. I mean, I believe this is like the original Kickstarter game in a no, lot of ways. No, it's it's not the Double Fine one because oh, this is not okay. a Double Fine game. Interesting. Uh, Ron Gilbert Gilbert is separate. So the Double Fine game. There's an awesome documentary on that if you've never seen it. Um, I think it's it's all on YouTube. I watched it on YouTube, but you can also buy it. Um, so Ron Gilbert was part of that wave before. Um, what's his face? Who's head of Double Fine? Tim Schafer. Tim Schafer. Yeah. Yeah. Ron Gilbert was. Um, LucasArts, bef- right before Tim Schafer. Those guys okay. like worked on some other projects together. Day of the Tentacle and stuff, I believe. Yeah. Um, but Ron Gilbert was there from the very beginning. Um, and so Thimbleweed Park is about as far of a throwback as you could possibly get. I actually didn't play a lot of LucasArts adventure games when I was a kid. I played a lot more Sierra adventure games, mm-hmm. um, which some people would say makes me kind of a redheaded stepchild of the adventure game genre. But I was curious about this. And I wanted to play it because it also has um, touch controls, okay, which seem nice. And like you're I using touch controls, I don't own a tablet, so the only thing I ever used like a touch screen on is my phone. And my phone is way too small right. for most of this, as we talked about with the witness. Um, so anyway, Thimbleweed Park is kind of like a hard game to recommend to anyone who isn't like super into adventure games right and and by by adventure games you mean a game where you are pointing and clicking around pointing the screen and, and combining items yeah it's like when people when game designers talk about having verbs in games this literalizes the verbs where on the screen it says like talk to yeah. or pick up more than or, anything you are telling a story ideally it's telling a story usually and it has a bunch of contextual puzzles in it um like i wouldn't necessarily recommend this game to anyone who wasn't really 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 into point-and-click adventure games from the late 80s and early 90s. Uh, and fortunately, I'm not super, super into adventure point-and-click adventure games from the late 80s and the early 90s, as I learned. You did not love this game. Um, so it starts out pretty good. You, the story is about... It's uh, it's very like F, uh, X-Files, like Twin Peaksy, in that you have these um, two these two FBI agents who show up in a town to investigate a murder. And it's clear that they've never worked together before. They're from different offices. And it's clear they both have ulterior motives. Great. Um, and it's very, like, tongue-in-cheek. There's a lot of funny jokes. There's, like, this joke. There's actually a very much publicized joke about when they find the body, they talk about how the body is already pixelating. You know? Like, I don't like bum. it. Really? It's, it's cute. Um, there's a lot of jokes like that. The issue with the game is that, like, Suddenly then, like, and there's some cool little puzzles that require you, like, switch, swap between characters and do stuff like that. The issue with the game is that you have two characters, then you have four characters, and eventually you get five characters. And it's not a lot of fun to work with five characters because while everybody shares sort of objectives and puzzles and everybody can be solving different things at, you know, different times or the same time, it's, you spend a lot of time just moving characters around like pieces on a chessboard, and it's... Kind that sounds of, extremely tedious. There's a lot of shitty design decisions that I think that they maybe didn't foresee and then didn't have a way around. I have no idea. The real issue is just that like it, there's too many char- there's too many characters, there's too much to do. It's not a great story. And it's not good for tight puzzles. Yeah. And yeah, it, it kind of dampens the story, so it's kind of like it overstayed its welcome for me. Um I haven't finished it yet, but I'm close to the end. Do you it's, think you will finish it? I haven't had the desire to play it in That's part rough. because I started another game. But yeah, it overstayed its welcome and it invited too many guests to the party. <laughs> uh, one of the reasons <laughs> why the I haven't quote. gone back to it is because while I was kind of like getting bored of Thimbleweed Park, 
where the puzzles weren't really satisfying me. I was like, I want some like puzzle ass puzzles. Yeah. So I picked up Picross. Oh. For is the, that on the uh, Switch? The Switch. It's on the Switch. It's only oh, eight. Oh, I gotta get it. Um, I had never played Picross before. For those who aren't familiar, uh, Picross is basically the same thing as nanograms. I did not know that. I think I'm saying, but this it's it's like Nintendo's. It's Nintendo's take on nanograms. Uh, it's a traditional game. Yeah. Well, it's nanograms are logic puzzles um, that are based on a grid where you kind of reveal an image by filling in squares on a grid based on um, l- logical connections. Connections based on numbers, essentially. Yeah. It's actually not mathematical at all. There is no math involved. It's uh, similar to Sudoku in that regard. Yeah, it, like the numbers are just a convenient way to organize a puzzle. Exactly. Um, it's very fun. I guess that these became really popular. These are originally, it's a it's a Japanese puzzle, like form of puzzle. And I didn't know this, but I guess that like Nintendo has been putting them on Game Boys as early as like the first original game your Boy. father could have been up late at night playing, playing mario if you live mario picross yeah. yeah um and it only came over here with the ds yeah so well, and there, there are iphone ripoffs of picross which we will not enumerate here but if you're interested you could find that i mean it's so it's so basic and so simple and it and works it's very well and it works very screen. well the um and I wasn't even playing it. I don't use it as a touchscreen because still, like the puzzles are kind of like a little bit too small for my for my hands. But man, it is a ton of fun to just go through those. Um, the flip side of it is that it is extraordinarily frustrating as well because when you get when you realize that you've gotten some part of it wrong, it's it reminds me of like sewing something or stitching something right you have to like undo every single stitch because you've been making decisions because based been, on previous decisions yes and, and you you're don't just know deep in it. and you don't know which of those many previous decisions was the mistake oh. but there's so much joy in starting over with a brand new fresh sheet <laughs> that like i kind of like am cool with it and it lets you move around you can play like any puzzle you want in the entire game it doesn't is, lock anything off is this like picross 3d where you can like rotate it no it's not 3d although this also comes with mega picross which might be either larger i haven't played one of those i just I assumed know. it was like the equivalent of the sunday crossword puzzle okay but i don't know what mega picross is i i've just been playing through the original and it's kind of like taking up my um Life. crossword puzzle no actually i haven't played it since i got back but i played it all the, the like the, my whole plane ride oh i think it's a perfect plane ride yeah game. it's a lot and of i've fun. never even really played a picross game i've just seen what it is and i go yeah. that is for planes and i actually like not using the touchscreen too I think it's it like it's it's very fast and it's very clicky and it's fun to play with the uh, r- remote controls. Awesome. Yeah. So Picross, you've been you've been puzzling. You've been puzzling, been puzzling. hard. It sounds like real but, puzzles. Uh, you've been doing any other real video games? Um, a few more. I want you to talk about one that I have two more that I played. I want you to okay. take a chance to talk about. I do want to say one thing really quickly while I'm on the switch. Um, okay. we got a reader mail that involved a switch game demo for Octopath Traveler. And I have some notes on that, but I need to wrap up some thoughts, so we'll address that reader mail. Yeah, we'll come back around. That thing talked about Destiny as well. This past week, I played some Destiny. Uh, Early in the week, I tried to play Destiny, and the sound of guns firing really skeeved me out, and I did not play Destiny. That's understandable. Uh, And then I eventually came back around to it, and god damn it, Destiny is a boring-ass video game. I just... That game, I can't believe frankly how dull i find it like it's incredible 
I, I, I can't think of another game. Are you sure that all of your physical ailments aren't just due to your like dissatisfaction with Destiny? Um, they might be, man. I guess I guess also like disliking Destiny the way that I do is probably the most curmudgeonly thing about me. But god damn it, that game I'm just that game is exactly how I feel when I like go to see these movies, like Marvel movies that get positively reviewed that I go, Yeah, this is a bad movie. The idea that anybody's thinking this is a good movie makes me despair. Destiny is kind of like that, where it's just so boring. And all of the bosses are just this exercise in pumping bullets into something. And sometimes you're doing slightly more damage, and sometimes you're doing slightly less damage. But no matter what, you're just shooting that thing a lot. Is it easy to tell when you are doing more or less damage? The numbers are a different color, and and Fucking sometimes hate numbers. Sometimes the enemies do respond differently. So like you'll stagger them, yeah. Which is cool. Like I guess the most frustrating part about Destiny is that large parts of it are very intelligently designed and very well made oh clearly that game but the whole thing feels made for multiple people to play it at the same time and at the same time i don't want to do that at all and it kind of feels like when i first got uh resident evil 5 a game that i think is terrible um and following up on resident evil 4 one of the greatest video games ever made. Resident Evil 5 introduces this idea that you have somebody with you at all times. Yeah. And they can also shoot things. Yeah, they're no and longer suddenly, actually. And suddenly, you are walking in this scenario and you're like, ooh, look at this cool group of enemies. I'm going to take them out in this interesting, strategic way. And then your friend is just shooting them at indiscriminately. And the encounters are designed so that you can't beat them without the other person. But... The other person is A, an idiot, or B, if they are controlled by somebody else, not doing what you want. And so all of the encounters kind of turn into these clusterfucks that are just people shooting things. And particularly in Destiny, the enemies are designed to just soak up damage. So everybody just needs to be shooting at singular enemies. And it's just not fun. I think that... that, so. I also don't think that Resident Evil 5 is a great game, but one of the nice things about Resident Evil 5 is that if you're playing it on a couch with someone, at least you can arguably coordinate around around that. Well, and you, on, coordination, in Destiny, you can coordinate in Destiny in the sense that to play the raid and stuff, my understanding is you have to You have to coordinate. To coordinate. So you have, I, to, you have to open up Skype. But within, you know, when you're just... Also, in Resident Evil 5, you don't have bullet sponges. And there's that's nothing that's it. less fun than a bullet sponge. It's just incredibly dull to me. And, like, the game is just boring. I, yeah. I think that I'm sort of shocked by how interminable many of the encounters feel. It's not oh, it that sounds I'm awful. thrilled. I'm never excited by them. Yeah. It's not like a lengthy Dark Souls fight. Or, like the next game I'm going to talk about, where the fight lasts a long time, and I'm just on edge the whole yeah. time. And the game I'm talking about is Cuphead. Cuphead is a video game for the Xbox One. If you own an Xbox One, you should purchase it. Uh, it looks like a 19... 19- I think it's on Steam as well, right? It is, it is, okay. it is. I believe only on the PC, though. It looks like a 1930s cartoon. It plays like Contra, and it's awesome. Uh, I am actually not a very big fan of Contra or like early Mega Man. I think they're fine. I've never been a huge proponent of those games. This game is really good. Um, it has it has its rough spots, mm-hmm. 
but man, I'm so happy that Cuphead exists. It took eight years to make. They started making it in 2010. Was it because of the animations, do you think? Yeah. Okay. It runs at 60 frames a second, but it looks like a 1930s cartoon. Yeah. It is crazy looking. Like, until you've played this game and until you are... You can watch a video of it and you'll say, that looks neat. Until you are doing things with your thumbs and seeing it look the way it does, you're not experiencing Cuphead. And beyond that, it just plays really well, um, which I did not expect. I expected it to be a visual tour de force that played terribly. Yeah, This game is a very difficult game. It's usually game. a pretty fine line between a platformer playing terribly or incredibly well. Yeah. And this game's snappy as hell. Uh, so when you, what this game is... When you shoot things in this game, do numbers pop out or <laughs> do enemies react properly? Uh, they flash. Okay. So That's... A reaction. The reason yeah. that they do not react is that uh, the majority of this game, the vast majority, there are a few levels that you kind of run through, like traditional platforming levels, Mario, right to left, you jump, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of stuff on platforms. The majority of the game, though, Wait, is you just... you mean left to right? Left to right, sorry. Okay. I was going to uh, say, <laughs> I was very confused for a second. I know, that would be crazy. Yeah. No one does that. What an inversion of That's games. illegal. <laughs> Controversial move. Put your shirt back on. <laughs> <laughs> um so what this game is though is boss fights uh that's that there's like 17 bosses in it and you just show up and it's a boss fight and the boss fight is long like by long i mean maybe two minutes but they all have multiple stages where the boss will kind of change its tactics as you progress and your goal is just to beat the boss and so you show up and you end up playing against that boss about 10 times and by the end of it you are choreographed to the patterns of the boss. So it's a lot of pattern recognition. That's all it is. But is it also Twitch, obviously Twitch skills too? Not, it's as much pattern recognition as anything else. I'm sure that there's somebody who could beat it first try on Twitch skills. You know, just being able to be good. There's that one savant somewhere out there. But for me, it is a complete pattern recognition game. I learn how to do it and then I just execute on it. And that includes things as a really neat parry mechanic where if items are pink in this game, uh, if you press the A button when you interact with them, like anything that is pink, you will parry off of it, and it kind of gives you like a double jump and nullifies whatever the thing is if it's something that can hurt you. Um, That's a really cool element of the game. Parrying is big this year. Sometimes it's it's a good time for parries. um, Timing timing based reactions. Timing based reactions. Metroid, the new Metroid on the 3DS has that same thing. Oh, that sounds great. Uh, I would love to play that game. I should. Um, But this game's weird. I, the pairing is very good. There's an issue with it where sometimes I can't tell if the things are pink, but I have color blindness and I honestly can't tell. Uh, I've heard uh, from other sources that potentially color blindness makes it difficult to tell which things are pink in this game. And I think that is impacting me. I wonder if they'll patch it with an option to change the color they, of the parryable. I would really appreciate it because yeah. I just, sometimes I think that something is parryable and I go to parry it and I get the timing and I just get hit. Because I can understand how that would be something that they would maybe never even think of, but I bet that they'll get a bunch of mail that kind of yeah, indicates. It's a bummer because the things will be slightly different. And then it's funny because they'll hit me and I'll go, no, nah, that wasn't pink. But <laughs> it's like, it's so close that in the yeah. moment, I totally think it is, which is part of the reason that I need to memorize the levels better because then it's like, okay, 
some of them look kind of pink and some of them are very pink. And I have to stare at them very intensely. How close to the TV are you? I am like two feet away from the television (laughs) when I'm playing this game. We wonder why your back hurts. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It is, uh, it's great. If you have an Xbox One, you should definitely get it. I mean, it is so much fun. And it's also, it's very rewarding to become good at because, you know, you learn something. It's totally fair. Sometimes it seems cruel the first time you fight the boss and then you become very immune to that and you just sort of start doing what it wants. Uh, it's very it's an interesting thing because it feels like it should be fast mm. and the levels that are not boss fights are literally called run and gun levels. But this is a game that is actually about waiting. Okay. It's And it's very much about if you are playing it well you are only moving when the game is forcing you to move in a weird way. Kind of reminds me of Elements of God Hand. It's a good video game. So you say it's very rewarding. I think it is. When you complete some of the stages, it is is as rewarding as anything else I've ever played. It's very good. Would you say, because I was thinking about trying to learn German or Spanish, would you say that I should instead just play Cuphead? Uh... I would say this is equally useful in different social situations and will probably get you laid just as much. <laughs> Speaking German gets people laid all the time. I, I My response to that was we. Oui. <laughs> uh, and then I realized that's actually uh, not right. You mean C. Ah, thank you. Yeah. You've already started to learn. <laughs> um, well, Cuphead sounds interesting. I'm curious about it. The art style sort of turns me off a little bit. I do not like that kind of animation. Yeah, this game looks insane. I'm sure. I'm sure it looks incredible. I've heard. Inc- I've heard like wonderful things. It is steamboat. And I do want to play. It's it. not racist. I, and well, that's, that's exactly great. the thing. Is that there's something about that animation because of course there's a lot of animation, early animation that's not inherently racist, but kind almost of, all of the early animation that we've seen for, is is um, because that's the stuff that's preserved and shown to children. Um, and it, so that so it, like when I look at it, it puts a bad taste in my mouth. You know, but I have I'm curious exact, to play it to kill that. I have the exact same response to yeah. it. But it's Cuphead and Mugman, and they're just wonderful. And all I can think is like Cuphead sounds like some sort of a slur. I'm not even sure what now. Kind. Now that you said it, I'll never be able to forget. <laughs> it. Anyways, what have you been playing? Um. So I. Uh, kind of like on a whim, purchased a copy of Deus Ex Mankind Divided. This is the most recent Deus Ex game. I think it came out like almost exactly a year ago. Yeah. Uh, it's super cheap if you want to get it, probably because it was not in high demand. Um, I think it was decently well-reviewed. Yeah, people like it. I think people liked it. It's um an immersive sim-style game, and I really enjoyed Prey. You mean like a Bioshock or a System Shock or a Shock game? I'd say... Bioshock would be like the arcade Dishonored. version. I'd say Bioshock is the arcade version. Dishonored is like the more complex arcade version that gets ported to the home. Okay. And but like uh, Deus Ex is significantly more. Deus Ex is is a lot less combat focused and much more like you're in a city. Can you break into this man's apartment across the city so that you can blackmail him into letting you pass this like station checkpoint? I can and I have. Yeah. And then there's like, so there's like alternate routes to like blackmailing the guy. And then there's alter, alternate routes. If you choose to go into his home, then there's alternate routes into his home. If you need to get on his computer, then there's alternate routes to getting on his computer. So it's like every individual um, tiny task that you have has 
multiple branching mm. opportunities. Uh, this can be done elegantly, but I have yet to see it be done elegantly ever. I mean, I think people play the Deus Ex games because they uh, aspire to something, aspire to something rather than actually accomplishing something. Yeah, they're the dream. Yeah, uh, I don't want to talk about it a whole lot because I um. I haven't gotten very far in it. I'm not sure if I'll finish it. I mostly bought it because I'm really curious about the presentation of the city of Prague, which is sort of like the hub city that most of the, the uh, a lot of the game seems to take place in so far as what I played. Okay. And I, it's, so that's a, fan, it's a fantasy, it's a fake place. It's, it's like fake, a fake Diagon city. Alley. Yeah. I think it's like Narnia. Yeah. I never heard of it before. They don't speak English. So it's definitely a fake place. Right. Right. Um, it's it's broken up into neighborhoods that are not particularly large, but surprisingly porous. In so far as that, like, there's lots of little buildings that you can get into. It sounds like surprising. a problem. <laughs> Why would that be a problem? You've been sitting on that for seconds. Yes, mere <laughs> moment. I couldn't. I couldn't contain it. Uh, I got so excited. And it's really interesting to see how they handle that city. I've. I'm kind of. I've always been curious about how spaces like that are handled uh -huh. in video games um not in the like large grand theft auto sense but more in when you were exploring smaller neighborhoods so uh it's interesting in that regard i'll mostly my big takeaway right now after having watched blade runner just today the new blade runner movie is that like it, these are obviously media properties that are concerned with some of the same things um Man, is Deus Ex like losing in the aesthetics category, though? Really, Adam Jensen looks like such a prick. Well, he wears like wraparound Oakleys. Yes, no, no, he does not wear them. <laughs> they are implanted into him. He literally <laughs> loved them so much that he had them implanted into him. And you know what? Oh, no. He's not the only person in this oh, mythology no. that wears them. That's so awesome. It's so dumb. It like, implies that, like, like black and blue era backstreet boys became our models for civilization i think it's even worse than that adam jensen is like the equivalent of like that meme that's like well you were all like studying i i learned the blade and like it is that like i've never seen this meme but okay. it sounds pretty good it's good i'll send you some examples we should reference more memes show. on this audio only podcast <laughs> oh people know the memes Everybody, everybody's going. Oh, yes, that one. I I read that meme. <laughs> very, <laughs> very well meme. read in this meme. <laughs> um, Adam Jensen is like some is like not even William Gibson, but like some William Gibson acolytes version of like the ultimate like sexiest like leading man ever, including the way that like his beard is sharpened to a point yes. on his chin. Yes, like he is he is the third guitarist in like 30 seconds to mars or something yeah it's yeah. it's just it's a it's gross he's like it's really gross everything like about that game well like occasionally very well realized it's like its aesthetics are just not it, it doesn't feel like a future that i want to be part of yeah not that i want to be a part of blade runner's future but like damn do i like looking at blade runner's future well and there's an element where you feel like there's a plausible deniability to Blade Runner's future where it's like, clearly this is fake, but it kind of feels just real enough. Yeah. Like, there's that strange tangibility to it. And you, you're what you're telling me 
is that the wraparound Oakley shades are not the real future. That we will all not look like Lance Armstrong. It feels like it's pulling from the the wrong part of the 90s. Yeah. I mean, the trench coats and the Oakleys just are the wrong parts of the 90s. I mean, see, they are, and at the same time, the Matrix is still incredible. The first Matrix movie... (laughs) When you're Adam Jensen and you're just wearing your Doc Martens... Your twenty thirty nine. I mean, Doc it, it really and, actually. I never put that together, but that movie is really gunning hard, f- gunning for that Matrix. You know, that entire Matrix sequence. And look. you can, you can see it in some of the action sequences, but it certainly doesn't demand action the way that that the Matrix. But I mean, the well, Matrix it's is. Funny, it, I mean, what it's what it's really what Deus Ex really is is like. It's 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 cyberpunk from like the Snow Crash era. It's it's people Mona Lisa Overdrive. Like <laughs> I don't know what's Mona Lisa Overdrive. I believe that's a William Gibson book. Oh, is it? And I think that's like one of the be. most incredible titles for anything ever. It's all right. I fucking love it. I don't even know why. I don't I don't want to read it because yeah. I think it will suck. I just want to have Mona Lisa Overdrive exist as a concept to me, which is that is so stupid. You should print it out with the Blade Runner font. I mean, it begs it, it begs for that. Yeah, yeah. Put it over I my think, bed. I think that like <laughs> over my bed, the altar. <laughs> I think that like there's just like a lack of aesthetic imagination in the Deus Ex games that that bugs me because it looks too much like a vision already imagined by the Wachowskis. I mean, to a degree, it, it also it, it seems to lack some of the imagination of the with the Wachowskis as well. Wachowskis, Wachowskis. I have no idea. It's offensive. Not no, not pronouncing somebody's name correctly. Um, in any case, I'll have more maybe on Deus Ex. I I still like it. Like I'm engaged with it. it seems like it's probably a pretty good game. It's kind of a fun game to like actually lie down and play. Like you like okay. lie down lengthwise on the couch you just sit and down you just and read like, some emails. You read some emails. Yeah. Yeah. It like it doesn't require any kind of like reflexes on your part. So that's cool. Great. Yeah. It is the anti-cuphead. It r- truly is. Yeah. Um, which is why I'll burn off of it much faster, but it's, well, it's cool for what it is right now. I appreciate now. that it's like the terrible aesthetics of the past recontextualized in a fun, futuristic <laughs> way, and then it's like the terrible aesthetics of the past brought to you, and you realize how bad they were. <laughs> it's And it's, man, it's worse because, and we're talking about this much longer than I intended to, it's worse because all the philosophizing about, like, what makes a human a human, and, like, the kind what of, like... What makes a man a man. Like, the heavy-handed, like, augmented humans versus, like... Deus pure, X. Pure human I mean, you call your game Deus Ex, dude. What the fuck do you ask Oh, for? I think I mean, Deus Ex is actually a pretty s- oh, sweet title. It's dope, but, but like, it it's, also it's, it's, it's demands... It's a better metal album title than it is, like, oh. a philosophical inquiry into what makes a human a deus ex machine head yeah so like like this game needs to be heavy in places where it's trying to be subtle and yet like all the questions that it's asking it's not it's the same as blade runner like blade runner is not asking interesting questions anymore unfortunately but it's you know but like backlighting is so nice and the colors are so vibrant that like that's okay whereas in this it's just like i'm in a eastern european city that is well realized but I don't know if I really want to be in a future Eastern I'm just Europe scene. A douche yeah. in Eastern Europe, <laughs> stomping around in my Oakleys, and he keeps his Oakleys on indoors. Well, from what I understand, they're his eyes. You just told me that. No, no, he can re- he can retract them. <laughs> 
they slide in and out of his like he's got like implants around that his eyes. That is so stupid. Oh, it's incredibly stupid. And then he can extend dumb blades from his arms. I love it. But the, it's here. Yeah. You're selling me a copy of this game because I think it's so stupid. Oh, it's so stupid that it's actually there is this element, this point where it occasionally crosses over into being endearing. But it's such a like moment to moment yeah. thing where we're, one we're one minute edge. I'm like, why am I wasting my time on this? And the next time I'm like, this stupid game is so dumb and fun. They're just running the blades. Yeah. <laughs> so, Matt, what's the thing that you like this week that's not games? Oh, man. I didn't really like anything this week that wasn't. Oh, I'm just kidding. I like most things I like this week weren't games, for better or for worse. Wow. Yeah. Burn. Burn it all down. Um, okay. My thing is actually. Uh, a book of poetry by Mark Doty, whose name I might be mispronouncing. Um, Mark Doty is uh, a poet. He's a current poet. He's not one of those old poets. He's my Doty of the year. <laughs> Don't dote on this too long. Um, he's like been active since like the late eighties, I think. Uh, he's taught at like all the big writing colleges. Um, I just I really like his poems. I hadn't I'd read some of them a long time ago, and then I just recently picked up his book when I was in Vermont, his book of new and selected poems, which is called fire to fire. Um, it won the national book award in 2008. And so, you know, it's good. Uh, so Doty is, is gay. And a lot of his early poems, which are some of my favorite are sort of informed by, or at least I choose to read it this way, like by the uh, AIDS epidemic. Yeah. And some really, really powerful writing. I also really like how narrative he is. Um, not in like a traditional narrative poetry sense where it's necessarily telling a, uh, an epic story, but like a lot of there's, there's a movement. It's, um, it's some of, a lot of his poems are a little bit longer, a few pages maybe. And there's a lot of movement there. Um, anyway, he's really great. I recommend checking, checking him out. Um, the poem that I love the most and that I would recommend is called Charlie Howard's Descent. You can probably find it online. It's somewhere online, I'm sure. And it's based on an actual incident that occurred in Maine, I think in like the eighties, but probably the less you know about the poem going in the better. I just think it's a it's an astounding piece What's of What's the name again? It's called Charlie Howard's Descent. Awesome. I will look into that. Yeah. So what what was your favorite thing outside of video games? Uh so I actually went on the Chicago Architecture Tour, which is a boat tour that shows you all of the cool buildings around Chicago this weekend. I've been on that too. It's really cool. It's awesome. And what was neat about it is that it harkened back to when I lived in Boston and I'd lived in Boston for several years. And then eventually I did the like revolutionary war tour or something. I don't know. You, you get to walk around and it says like, here are the historical parts of Boston. Uh, and they show you those and that's pretty cool. And so this is just my thing of the week is going to the place that you live and learning about the history of it because it's probably actually pretty awesome. Uh, and I feel like we live in, a country that by virtue of being relatively new um, in terms of being America and before uh, Westerners took this country from the indigenous peoples who lived here, they made some massive structures like burial mounds and stuff like that, that you can still see, which are really cool. Uh, But a lot of their structures were wooden and stuff. And so they didn't last in the same way that European structures did because those people were building things out of bricks. And like, that's just kind of the way it goes. Right. Yeah. Uh, But I read the three little pigs. (laughs) Yes. Uh, I believe that that was a story about, I I think that's exactly what aging and structures. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And the structure says I'm 30, my back. And then the 
wooden structure collapses. Well, luckily, your parents built you out of brick, Bob. Um, because of that, though, we don't really have the same history here that we, you know, being forced kind of on us every day where you see, yeah, like, certainly. oh, everything around me is old. But there's tons of history that's still present. So just doing a tour in your local area that says, like, I'm going to show you something that you pass every day and I'm going to give you context for it. That's my thing. That's really cool. It's pretty cool. So that is Zero Stars, episode 16. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. We're getting older every day, and so is this podcast. And we'll catch you next week.